are live. Uh, welcome, dear listener. This is episode 83 of The Pastor and the Guy Next Door. I'm the pastor, and the other fellow is the guy next door. Uh, we hope that you're doing well. Uh, we, uh, we're going to be talking about how we're doing and uh, about the frigid Arctic conditions outside to give you a quick sneak peek into what we're about to tell you. <laughs> so, good morning, Bill. Good morning, Pastor. You know, I was just thinking, as you said, the frigid Arctic air, what would it be like to be in Alaska where you only have, or even north of that, where you have two or three hours of sunlight a day? Depressing. I think it could be depressing, uh, especially for, for people like my wife, who she does so much better when there's sunshine. She doesn't like the cold. No, no women like the cold. But... As long as there's sunshine, she can make it through. <laughs> if, you get, if you get a week of cloudy conditions, she, she uh, she's almost ready to bite someone. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you need to, to do things to to break yourself from the depression that no sunlight brings. I find that, you know, owning a clothing store, I have all these clothes. So I thought, okay, I'll put a pair of khakis on instead of a pair of jeans. And I came through the late 60s, early 70s, the blue jean era. And most recently at the store, a lot of people would have three different types of pants in their wardrobe. A pair of khakis, mm-hmm. a pair of black dress pants, you know, weddings yep. and funerals, and the khakis were... You know, just a step down from that, maybe a wedding yes. reception, and then ten pair of jeans, and different degrees of jeans, <laughs> meaning work jeans with paint on them and oil stains, and once in a while, you know, guys will fiddle with their cars and get battery acid on them, and you don't oh, see yeah. battery acid, you don't even know it's there until they're washed, and they have holes, because you know, as you know, being somewhat of a a science guy. The, the only science I know is that when you put battery acid-soaked jeans in a washing machine and it hits water, you have holes. And that's all, that's as far as my science goes. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> I put my khakis on in a, a sweater instead of a sweatshirt, and I feel a little bit better. But then I'll go. I'll resort back to my my sweatshirt and uh, jogging pants when I jump on your coat rack. Yes, yes. Uh, I will probably also throw some sweatpants on when I do my kettlebell exercises after this. And I have been regimented with my kettlebell. kettlebell. I'm working into it slowly. Now, I do 10 reps. Do you you find 10 reps or should you do 5 reps? I do two 10 reps. I've worked myself up to that. It's whatever works for you. That's uh, that's the important thing. so, for instance, the, the standard exercises that I showed you, uh, because my shoulders are, are uh, playing up, I just haven't been doing those. So I jumped on the, uh, the YouTube and went looking for slightly more uh, s- slow-tempo exercises that would still work. And I, I, found some, I found a couple of videos of some really great exercises, so I started doing those that... Uh, they, they literally just have like five swings in the set of exercises. But then you're doing some squats while holding the kettlebell and some, some overhead presses. So you obviously don't do it in your basement. Uh, I do. What I have to do is I have to kind of squat down to do the overhead press. Oh, well, okay, press. yeah, I could do that too. Yeah. Because, 
the you know when you're tall and you have long arms, relatively tall, I'll say, right. and you have long arms, we would be hitting the ceiling. Oh yeah, <clears throat> my basement's just like yours. It's uh, very low ceiling, and so uh, yeah, I I have to kind of crouch a bit to be able to stretch my arms all the yeah. way up. Maybe I should try that. That'll be an afternoon thing. Well, I can. I'll I'll give you the link before I leave. Oh, I've got plenty of links. I've I've been saving. In fact, even on my phone, the YouTube, I have a you know it says save. Mm-hmm. I've created a kettlebell folder uh, or good. file. Okay, playlist. I Pl- well, okay, playlist. yeah, folder, file, playlist, whatever they are. <laughs> I guess uh, I don't have that Shakespearean uh, vocabulary as you have. I don't remember Shakespeare talking about kettlebells very often. Get off to a tangent here. Big news with the royal family. The Queen's Christmas list is getting longer. Oh, yes. Uh, apparently, uh, Meghan is expecting. Yes. So, that. Archie has is going to have a younger sibling. Congratulations to the Queen and family. Indeed. And there you go. That was a bit of news I had heard today. Yes, I, I think I read that yesterday or the day before. So I think I did hear it yesterday, but they made a big deal out of it today. Oh, know, yeah. Being yeah, Valentine's yeah. news and all. And I think my, Lisa has the Today Show on, so she heard it from there. I was scrolling through uh, the University of YouTube to see what I could learn today in maybe photography, my uh, my. Yes, I saw you had your camera just out on the the, the futon there when I came in. So yes, I I bought this I want to say four years ago. Okay, this camera, the camera body, the the lens I've had for over forty years, which is a nice lens. But what I had to do to have four years meet with the forty years piece of equipment is buy an adapter okay and the adapter i think was like fifty dollars wow yeah but i thought but on the other hand to can be able to continue using a a nice lens because a good lens is worth keeping oh yes yes yeah and and they aren't cheap and so uh yeah being able to continue to use it uh buying an adapter is Definitely. Good. So I see the, the the body is a Nikon. What what uh, what make is the lens? A Solgar. I have not even heard of that. Well, you know, forty years ago it was here, there, and everywhere. I don't even know where it's made. It says <laughs> made in Japan. Okay. Now I am old enough to remember when a lot of stuff in England, anyway, was made in Japan. Yes. And when I grew up, back in the fifties. Everybody would laugh if you had something made in Japan because it referred to as being cheap. Yeah. Well, this is good. <laughs> well, th- there were certain things that the, the the Japanese were very good at. Oh, uh, a lot of things. And you know, with their cars, uh, they they got really good over time and still fairly good. <clears throat> so, yeah, they they certainly can learn yes in fact i think i have two son-in-laws they have toyotas but i could be wrong i'm not a car guy you know you have crossovers and pickups and 
in cars. And you know, that's another thing about pickups. It seems like every pickup made now has a cab on it that can comfortably seat four people. Back in the day, it was just the front seat and a back. Yes. And you'd, and you used you'd put the children in the back. Oh, I remember riding in the back of a pickup a lot. <laughs> that was great fun. The wind would... Uh, you had to sit down, though. The children and the dogs in the back, adults up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then some kids would stand up and they fell out, and then that was against the law. Because they just wanted to see what would happen <laughs> if they stood up. <laughs> but to my way of thinking, falling out of the moving pickup truck is a really good way to learn not to stand up. That's right. <laughs> if you could stand up after that. Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> Just that little thing. Anyway, getting back to the weather. Um, yesterday, I don't think I went outside. And that in itself was depressing. I just did nothing. Did the virtual church thing. Had coffee. Um, I fiddled with the ukulele just a little bit in the camera and, and the University of YouTube. Then I watched a depressing Wisconsin basketball game. I take it they didn't win that. Oh, they gave up 20-some points in the oh, second quarter, or wow. second half. Twenty. They were up by 12, and I think they lost by 8. So they gave up 20 points in the second half. But, but it's anyway. It's only a game, right? So the, yeah, yeah, it's only a game, and I was depressed, <laughs> you know, being depressed in the cold. and So I took a nap. <laughs> you know, that'll solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Yesterday. Well, we canceled church because so many of our congregation come from out of town. Uh, in fact, actually out of county. A lot of our people drive 30, mm -hmm. 40, 45 minutes to, to get to church. So uh, there, there's no way that they were going in yeah. those conditions. So And, and I, I didn't even want to ask them to. So, so we canceled And then I think we we zoomed down to the church to run a quick errand. We had to take some stuff down, pick up some milk, a quick trip, you know, that kind of stuff. And then then is back in, close the door, and okay. Yep. <laughs> we went down to uh, Piggly Wiggly and bought a, a Kringle. Do you like those? They're it's like a Danish pastry. Oh sure, sure, sure. It's yeah, yeah it's got it's like the, apple the, and cherry and yes, uh, this. Wisconsin state official pastry. Is the according, according to the blue book? Oh, yeah. Because if you look inside the blue book, and it has the official, the state official, yeah, whatever, everything, word, everything. Uh, so yes, the Kringle is the official state uh, pastry, and very delicious it was too. Yes. So we went and got some of that, and, and made some coffee, and uh, life was life was good. Um, A little it was sweetness. cold outside, but. Well, yes, or even more sweetness over and above the fact that the I live in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the school contacted everybody last night or sent out an email and uh, text blast saying that uh, school was canceled today. So I noticed Peter wasn't even out tramping around in the snow. Uh, no, he did. I think he was out 
Saturday. Yeah, I saw him Saturday. Yeah, because uh, he's got some new snow pants and he's just loving it. He looks like a little spaceman walking around. Oh, my wife bundles him up real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm like, you know, it's good for children to be outside and play, even in the cold. And my wife's like, okay, but I'm bundling him up. Oh, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he loves it. At one point, he was rolling around the snow. And <laughs> then he comes in and red cheeks. Yes, yep. Uh, he'll have a snack and a drink. And, and then a little later, when he's fully warmed up again, uh, it's not unusual for him to say, Can I go back out again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get rid of that energy. Yes. Uh, so that was good. Uh, let me see. Saturday, because we knew the bad or the, the extreme cold weather was coming. We canceled church and announced it on Saturday evening. So, um, so my sermon only got half written, but uh, that's okay. It'll be it'll be ready by next Sunday. So you have to have that thought. Yeah, got, I, the sermon thoughts is there. The initial research is done. I just need to. I'm just at the pulling it all together and making it a presentable, uh, coherent presentation. You know, talking about canceling church in your your parishioners coming from out of county. The roads are not in good shape at all. You know, how cold does it have to be before salt does not work? Uh, that's a good question. Is it like uh, 20 degrees? Or in the teens? I, You know, I want to say it's kind of somewhere in the low teens. Or, or high teens. They, uh, yeah, they mix it, the chemicals in with it now. That they do. They also will will put uh, grit in there. Um, yeah, and I think they have some chemicals that help the salt uh, work to a lower temperature as well. I'm so old, Simon. I remember when small communities would throw coal cinders on the road. And whatever it takes to uh, get traction. Well, yeah, that's what people were using coal, coal boilers. And also, I remember my dad putting chains on the back. Uh, let me put my, my cream in here. I'm kind of a cowboy when it comes to this. I don't use spoons. I just pour the cream in. I okay. feel the coffee will stir it up. Anyway, um, I remember my dad putting chains on the back wheels of the vehicles. To you know, go over ice mm -hmm. and, um, and and through the snow. I also remember tires with little metal studs in them. I've heard of those. Um, you don't see those very often these days. You don't because they're, they damage the roads. Yeah, they're, they're not legal. And that's why, because then they had to re replace the roads more. Yeah. I think they're. they're they're still legal in the winter, but they're not legal outside the winter. Not many people want to change tires every season. I do remember that also you had your winter, winter tires. Winter tires and summer tires, yes. Right, right. Yeah. I Maybe some uh, gearheads out there still do that, but I don't think most people do anymore. We get the no. whole weather stuff. No, no. Um, I just got new tires for the, the Jeep, and... Uh, I'm loving it. So I, I went over to my good friends at uh, Halada's, and uh, they they look after me really well over there in the service department. I said, what are my options? 
well, this is what you got. And took me over to the service area and he said, well, assign his options. This is what he's currently got. And so showed me. So for $15 attire extra, I was able to get stuff with a much more aggressive, uh, more manly tread. <laughs> oh yeah, way more manly. I, I could feel my, my, my voice got deeper. Is that like a prime rib tread? I think it must be. Not yes. like a quiche tread. A no, prime no, no. rib this, tread. This was this was red meat. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just want to make 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 that clear. And I have been loving it because it's like the Jeep is glued to the road. You know, <laughs> yeah, and there's not a lot of plastic on that on the Jeep, is there? Uh, no, no, it, it, it's metal. I, it has plastic bumpers, and I've got the the soft top, but everything else is metal. Yeah, see, years ago, cars were made of steel. Now there's a lot of plastic. Yes. A lot of petroleum in those cars. And they're not as heavy, which, which they've had to do in order to meet the government um, uh, fuel efficiency guidelines. Right. Well. They've... they've a lot there's a lot more aluminium in them uh, plastic they've done whatever they can to, to lighten them up mm -hmm. and uh, yeah the, the Jeep is kind of old school <laughs> it's it's got metal in it because people that drive Jeeps especially the ones that go off-road they tend to need their Jeeps to be able to handle a little bit more excitement than most people oh definitely oh definitely <laughs> You know, same with Land Rovers or uh, Toyota Land Cruisers or FJs or any anything where people buy them with the express intent of going off-road, they tend to have a lot of metal in them. And they tend to like to bounce around. Yes. It's like a, like a circuit or a carnival ride. It can yeah. be. Not yeah. too much around here, though. Unless you uh, look for mud. No. Um... You're not a mud guy? I'm not a mud guy. No, I've seen YouTube videos of, of Jeeps driving through mud up to, like, to, to windows and like, no. I'd have to get a snorkel put on the Jeep. Mine, mine is the humble bottom-of-the-line Wrangler. Still a Wrangler, but, uh, <laughs> but it's the humble bottom-of-the-line. I don't have uh, locking diffs and I don't have a snorkel, and, but I love it. It's a, it's a one. It's that wonderful commando green. It's a stick shift, and it's a prime rib. Well, it really is. I mean, it, it's a. <laughs> it's more of a driver's car because I mean, a stick shift. You can you can really feel your your driving. It's it's fun. You're 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 one with the car. Mm -hmm. um, unlike automatic vehicles which you know hey they're great my wife's car is an automatic and she loves it because she points at where she wants to go and she presses the accelerator and, and it takes care of everything and that's okay uh but the jeep it's like no it's me and the jeep we're gonna get there <laughs> it's a it's a team effort and, and i love that i mean i even have uh manual wind windows Boy, that is old school. That's that's old school right there, and I love it. <laughs> I'm trying to. I think the last manual window vehicle I had was my 1975 Silver Camaro with okay. the 350, <laughs> and that that had bumpers. Probably 
good strong metal steel bumpers with chrome on. Yes, and yeah. the and the back tire or the spare tire, excuse me, was a regular sized tire. It wasn't a downsized. Yes, yeah. And it was in the trunk. And that was about all it was in the trunk. <laughs> you know, what if I ever went anywhere I'd throw everything in the back seat. Oh, yeah, well but, cars were bigger back then. Well, I tell you they what were, they were like boats. Pretty much. But the back seat of a Camaro you could only really get one normal size adult in it, and they had to sit at an angle, or two kids. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It had a black vinyl top as well. Ooh. It was a nice one. <laughs> I love that car. Stick or automatic? It was automatic. Uh, Bought it off the lot. Yeah. Nice thing about. Uh, Jeep Wranglers is you you know that the spare tire is a full size because it's right there on the back you see yes. it every day <laughs> yeah 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 so do you have a I never noticed do you have a fancy logoed uh, tire cover I do not um, it's on my I need to get around to buying one list because I, I, I I'm not quite sure. the The challenge is I'm not quite sure what uh, pattern I want to get. Do I want to get the the smiley face with the uh, the bandana on it? That one's kind of cool, or just this Jeep, or there's one you can you know there's, there's different patterns. There's another one with uh, like a compass on it. Um, there's another one that says "Don't follow me, you won't make it." <laughs> so, um, of course, then there's another one which has a problem no problem but uh, so you you put it so that you can read the word problem the problem or sorry no problem is the right way up when the, the car is uh, the correct way up and then problem is upside down so if the car flips got it <laughs> it'll say problem it's a reflection uh, yeah or, or maybe maybe i'll just look and find one with a, a bold eagle and an american flag on it because because just because. Erica. Yeah. Well, what else have we been doing in this cold weather? Uh, well, we took a drive down to Blanchardville. Um, the drive was pretty. The reason was not so good. There was a... Uh, one of my wife's co-workers had a death in the family, so we, uh, we went to the the viewing Hence, I have my uh, chinos on because I didn't want to wear a suit because I'm not their minister, but I didn't want to look like a, a scruff either. <clears throat> you didn't want to have your work jeans on? No, no. Um, the 10th degree of jeans. Yes. <laughs> I think I have exactly one pair of jeans. Um, I got a couple of other more casual pants, but uh, I, I only actually have one pair of jeans. For a while, a couple of years ago, I didn't have any jeans. No. Anyway. Um, oh, and then Saturday, we went to Bob's for lunch. That was our uh, that was our nod towards Valentine's Day. And so what is the seating capacity at Bob's? Um, I don't know. They've, they've separated... I think you, I, they've separated all the tables, so they must have moved some tables out into storage. All the tables are at least, that I saw, were at least six 
foot apart from each other. And so I think their capacity is reasonable. I don't know. We, we got there at 11, which is when they opened. <laughs> well, if you don't, you can so, have so, yeah. stand outside uh, the cold. And by the time we left, we left about 12.15. It was, you know, there were, they were, there was a fairly steady stream of people coming in. Right. Uh, but we're, we're early risers, so we were hungry by 11. So we went over there at 11 and said, yeah, let's do lunch. Oh, God, those Q-fries. Have you had their Q-fries? Yes, I have. I like Those the... things are magnificent. Yes. Um, thing about the Q-fries, we get them, Lisa and I get them without the onions. Uh, I like uh, the onions, but okay. we can still be friends. Well, yeah. As long as you're six, we're six feet apart. <laughs> After you eat onions, but yes. yeah, that that is a meal. Oh, it is. Yeah, we 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 just had that for, for lunch. Uh, Shauna ordered the, the same thing. We had it. We both ordered Q fries with brisket, but then um, I discovered that you can also order the extra meat option. Oh, I didn't know that. For a few extra dollars, they will throw extra. In my case, brisket on, and that was worthwhile. So, I, I felt very positive towards the world in general. I, I was feeling the love by the end of lunch. By the end of the brisket. Yes. You know, I, I find <laughs> that if I eat brisket, it's with me for two days. <laughs> I'm not hungry. <laughs> the pork is good. But yeah. It, it is. But, uh, yeah, that brisket is superb. Yeah. Superb. Um, yeah, Bob's know how to barbecue, and uh, yeah, his his brisket is just great. I was tempted to get the pork, and I'm like, mm, why mess with a winning? I, I love his ribs, and you know, those pork. So he certainly knows how to cook pork, but for the Q fries, brisket's the way to go. <laughs> for you, that's because you for drive me, well, a Jeep. That's true. <laughs> well, because I have a Jeep, yes, so. Yeah, we, you know, I don't think Lisa and I have been out to eat much. We're pretty much homebodies. Yeah, we don't go out that often. Uh, but Lisa's also an excellent cook. And I like to grill. I like to winter grill. I think we have talked about that in, in one of the we past. Have. We have, yes. Uh, I will winter grill occasionally. Um, probably... Probably wasn't much chance of me grilling this week, though, or this, this week that was. Right. I'm supposed to start warming up tomorrow. Correct. Thursday, I may go out for sure Sunday, because it's going to be in the 30s. But I'll still put my heater on, my out, my patio right. heater. A lot more fun grilling. I bet it is. I just, yeah, throw an extra couple of layers on and go outside and, and tough it out well yeah I, I tough it out too but being old and, and not as an efficient of a heart as you have I the circulate the circulation isn't there so I put the heater on and it's much more enjoyable but I do have a designated grilling coat it's a coat that I bought when I had the store oh, okay it's a waistcoat with the hood it's a heavy cotton with a liner in it Oh, okay. And that's what I wore when I um, I shoveled the driveway. I think that's that was our outing, Lisa and my outing, on Saturday. Yes, because the snow didn't reach the uh, getting the snowblower out threshold. Yeah, well, the last time we had the threshold, Lisa and I were shoveling around 
the car, or our vehicle, our escape, and this retired carpenter, he's got a snowplow on the front of his pickup. So before I could say, uh, no, don't pardon me, but you know, Simon will come over, otherwise he'll feel like he's not doing his neighborly duty. <laughs> and also Alec, uh, Alex from across the street volunteered to do it if you're ever out of town. And we have to go somewhere. So I have two people, great neighbors, vying for the privilege of cleaning the driveway. Well, anyway, Larry came in, drove in with his truck with the manly tires, dropped the blade, and pulled the snow out a couple times. And he did scrape the side of the new retaining wall, but it's all the same color, so hopefully it'll, it'll be fine. And I thought, oh, Larry... <laughs> But anyway, very nice gesture on his part. And then he pushed yeah. it all into the side, and then at least yeah, I, I did. I there. did notice last time when I had the, the snowblower out that I was too slow because I I'm I'm definitely there's two schools of thought in Wisconsin. Uh, I am in the wait until the last snowflake has fallen because I don't want to have to do it twice. Correct, and that's okay. But then. Um, there are people that are like, nope, I'm going to go out and, and do it now, and even if I have to do some more later, I'm, I'm going to get it done. So People I, get I antsy. Can, well, there is that. Well, plus, some people have smaller snowblowers, and so you, you can't let the snow get too deep, especially if you've got a one-stage. Correct. Otherwise, that will, that will have problems uh, above a certain inch amount, you know, depending on the size of your one stage. Uh, whereas mine is a two stage, and like, yeah, the last couple of big falls we had were like seven or eight inches, and mine just goes, oh yeah, <laughs> dinner, let's do this. <laughs> That's right. I'm hungry for some snow, and it just it just chews through it. So I am. I have the luxury of waiting until the last snowflake has fallen. But I understand people with with one stage snowblowers probably don't have that luxury. Right. And some people like they they like they feel lazy if they're not dealing. It's like no, it's not going anywhere. But if if you want to do it in in two installments, it you know maybe you're spending a little bit more time. But each time is slightly easier because if you do it after say three inches. And then you get another three or four inches. Well, eh, it's both. easier. It's easier. Yes, there's pros and cons. Well, I tell you, our retaining walls are you know down. Probably what three feet, two and a half, yeah. and it's getting to the point where it's real difficult to th get the snow up and over. It's like six feet plus now on some of the areas. Yes. Yeah. You you've always joked before about. Uh, Shoveling your snow being part of your exercise. It really is turning into exercise now. You're going to haul that snow from the, the ground level oh, six my, feet over. My friendly kettlebell is keeping me in shape to do that. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, our, our Soviet buddy. What's his name? Pavel. Pavel, Pavel Satsulin. Satsulin, yeah. They they have some... With a silent T at the beginning of it. So, so it's not Tsat. It's just Satsulin. Yeah, they should tea. just get rid of that tea. <laughs> well, America got rid of its tea, and look, at that, that didn't And then really put well, a silent but, yeah. K in places, like no. Mm. 
Otherwise, it'd be now. True. Well, that's the English language for it. That's a, it's a bit of a mongrel. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's one thing I want to do in my retirement is learn another language. I guess I could have you, done that. You'd mentioned that before. You were... Thinking of French. Yes. Yep. That, okay. I had three years of French in high school. I do remember a little I, bit. I did too, but I don't remember much. Uh. I don't either. You know, then you advance French, you get into the, the tenses, like was and were. and. Oh, I could get very tense even with, with basic French. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where I am right now. It's it's one of these things that's over and over and over. Yeah, it's like any hobby. But once you start picking it sure. up, then you advance to the next level. Like my playing of the ukulele with the chords, uh, with the camera. That's all gonna, coming. Are back. we going to start doing the podcast in French, en français? Oh, it's going to be a year or two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've got some time just. To work on it as well, then. Yes, we. <laughs> oh, well played. We could, we could, we could throw in a few French words like "we" and when we sign off, "au revoir." Yep. C'est magnifique. Yes. All those things. I remember "je ne sais pas." I don't know. That was very useful. Yeah, I just have to get the enunciation down. So do you feel being a Brit helps you with your enunciation of the French language? No. Not at all? No. Totally different thing. So that's what that channel did to you or it, them. It, it's, it's pretty different. I mean, we have some, we do have some French influence in the British language because uh, British, over the years, centuries, millennia, has... You know, every time England went into a different country, if we found something interesting in their language, we just holes to say, steal it and go, okay, that's ours now. Um, and so English is, like I said, it's, it's a Mongol. There's, uh, there's Latin in there. There's Anglo-Saxon. There's some Norse. There's... Little Greek. Uh, there's a little Greek. There's... It's a little all kinds of stuff, some uh, Germanic influence. Uh, yeah, you you name it. Uh, there's Indian influence because, of course, uh, we owned the entire subcontinent of India for a while until uh, we were nicely gave it back. Yes. Yeah, they may have encouraged us a bit, but but we, we gave it back. Uh, <laughs> Too much to bother with. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in there. And so just the... The whole history of, of the British language and the different words that have, have uh, come in and been assimilated is, is fascinating. Um, on the other hand, it does mean that the English language has no official rules. So it's not like, uh, you know, so for instance, France has uh, the, I don't remember the exact name, but they, they have an institute for the French language. And the French language is what they say it is. Grammar, spelling, um, all of that stuff. It's uh, the correct word to use. It is what they say. Um, the most important. An example I remember from growing up was uh, 
when CDs first came out, um, French people were calling them Le Compact Disc. Okay, well, that's a good, uh, you know, it's like good definition. We're, 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 everyone else calling them Compact Disc, so we'll call it Le Compact Disc. All right, fine. And the, apparently the French Institute did not like that, so they said it had to be Le Disque Digital. But fine, whatever. <laughs> but but they have a they have a uh, an institute that could make those kind of decisions. Do England, they have institutional patrolmen? Uh, I I don't know. Um, but the 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 English we have no such thing. English is whatever English people say. Well, yeah. Look at just the terminology. Uh, and there's words that we don't say on this that can mean a spectrum of things from good to bad oh, to that, great that is to true. awful. Uh, yes, depending upon context. Uh, yes. And who says it? And who says it, yeah. Um, I've got a great example in my head that I can't say because I don't want to have to beat myself out. <laughs> well, and you know, there's, uh, there's this comedian from Greenland or Iceland, I think his name is Ismo. I've not heard of him. Oh, he's hilarious. He takes these words that we don't talk about or say on this podcast, and he does a comedy skit. Oh, wow. A whole thing about the meaning of these words and how it can mean different things. True. Interesting. Okay. It's, you can't even find it on Facebook. I, I don't remember how I, I uh, came across this. I think someone sent it to me uh, via a text with the link, or it was an email. But it was pretty funny. <laughs> but I tell you, you know, getting into this, um, the coming weather, I want to get out a cross-country ski again. I have done that. Lisa and I have skied five, six times. And one of our favorite spots is Blue Mountain State Park. And that's a that's a pretty state park. The view from the top is is just superb. Oh, it is! It is. You know, there is a uh, a state park in Door County, Peninsula State Park, that has a mm-hmm. tower. But the the tower they have roped it off now. You can't go to the top. It was twice or three times the height of the ones at Blue Mountains. Because yeah, it's unsafe. Yeah. And you could, you know, years ago you could go up, go up to the top, and you, if it was a windy day, it would sway. So that was tall. Yes, yeah. Uh, I believe Peninsula State Park is the most visited of the Wisconsin state parks. Oh, I can see why. Yeah. I've been uh, there. Governor Dodge, I think, is like number three on the list in terms of visitors. Right. Which is not bad. Well, yeah, you have Devil's Lake. I think that's number two. Oh, it could be. Devil's Lake is great. Yes. Did you know that Devil's Lake is where the University of Wisconsin takes its scuba diving classes? I did not know because that. Because of the depth. Huh. No, I didn't know that. Plus, it's, a, it's an outing. Yeah, I mean, boy... Wonderful, wonderful scenery. Oh, it is. I've only been there a few times, but you know, with Blue Mounds and Governor Dodge. Have you been to, uh, oh, what's it? 
We have a third one in our county. Uh, Tower? Oh, yes. Tower Hill. Yes, we've been there. Smaller. Um, Not much hiking trail. Right. Yeah, it's smaller. But it's got a nice big shop tower where they used to make uh, Correct. Yes. But uh, the last couple of years, the river's been high, and you can't go down on along the river. Oh, okay. The, there's a trail. I haven't, that, been, I haven't been to that one for years. I have been there. Uh, I need to get back there sometime when the river isn't up. Well, and um, there's one in Cassville, Wisconsin. Southwest Wisconsin has a lot of parks. That's and a beautiful is that uh, Nelson? No, is it Nelson Dewey State Park? And then uh, there's Wailusing State Park by Prairie du Chien. Okay. It's across the river from Prairie du Chien. When I was uh, living in Prairie du Chien, we did... I've seen the signs for it. I don't think I've been to that one. Oh, beautiful park. Beautiful uh, vistas. Anywhere along the, the river is, is beautiful. And across the river is Pikes Peak State Park okay. in Iowa. Again, great vista. Beautiful vista of the Wisconsin and the Mississippi River Valley. It's a great panoramic. Oh, I bet it would be. I'll have to find an excuse to go there with my with my camera and a, and a wide-angle lens. Well, you could have, always have a date or just a family adventure. Indeed. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, I haven't been to that park in many, many, many years. There's another one on just on the Iowa side. I can't remember. It's I think it's got the word mounds in it. There's oh, FNG Mounds. FNG, yeah. That's a national. We, we have we have been to that one. That, my goodness, that had some wonderful scenery as well. Yes. Yeah. That's um, Indian mounds, burial yes. sites. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I've been there a few times. That one was nice. Well, those. A long staircase to get from the parking lot all the way up to the to the top of the hill. Because, uh, but it's worth it because then when you do get up to the top, the the view is just magnificent. It is. It is. It's the long and winding road to that. Because I think it's Highway Three. Oh, that I don't remember. It's been a few years since we went there. That's that's the route I take to visit my buddy Wags, uh, the Rapscallion. Oh. <laughs> he is. I, well, apparently he's still alive because I saw him liking a couple of uh, my Facebook posts. So, so I, I'm, I'm glad he's upright and breathing. But, uh, That's good. That's good. He's, he's gone all radio silent on us, though. <laughs> he's gone dark. Yeah. But yeah, the, and Decorah, Iowa, what a beautiful community. River in there. Um, they have several levees. There, there are some very pretty parts of Iowa. Now, me, I, I kind of like hills, so to me, the, the, the prettiest parts of Iowa are the edges along the rivers. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Dubuque has um, Eagle Point Park. Yes, been there a few times. That is nice. Although that's only open from, like, is it uh, Labor Day to Memorial Day, or is it Memorial Day to Labor Day? I don't know, you're American holidays. I can never remember which order they come in. Yeah. But between those two, it's only open between those two. Right, right. Well, I I can't can't confirm that or not, but uh, it is a beautiful part. Great vista. More coffee? Uh, sure. Uh, pour for yourself first. So I don't want, 
You I don't have, want to. I have a terrible tendency of pouring myself some coffee and say, oh, would you like some? Oh, there's none left. Oh, there's none left. All right. Well, you're going <laughs> to get the I'm remainder really here. Okay. Look at that. Pretty much even, but I put cream in mine. Well, that's all right. But you're the guest. <laughs> you're a guest in the study. Uh, after all this time, I'm still a guest? Of course. <laughs> I remember when I was out in Iowa, uh, I got uh, invited over for dinner at the pastor's secretary's house. So she and her husband had me over for dinner. And, uh, I was uh, given a tour of the kitchen, which seemed a little strange. But I smiled, okay. And they said, all right, because you're a guest the first time. Here's, here's where the plates are, the cutlery. Uh, next time you get it yourself. <laughs> And I also learned about uh, Boarding House Reach, where they put all the food in the middle of the table. And she could, when I say all the food, there was a lot of food. She could cook up a storm. Uh, her, her mother was uh, a very lovely German lady who married a uh, U.S. serviceman that was stationed in Germany after the war. And, um, she only cooked for armies. <laughs> It seemed like she, there was leftovers. It, I actually ended up uh, boarding with with that family, uh, and there were always leftovers in the fridge. I I put on a, a pound or two while I stayed with them. Let's just put it that way. Well, did you do the dishes? Uh, no, no, not most of the time. Uh, I would help out in other ways. Uh, kept her computer fixed. So that oh, was, well, that's, yeah, okay. Um yeah, so uh, I had my my experience of all right. There you go. <laughs> After your first visit, your family <laughs> grab your own plate. Uh, if you starve to death, it's your fault for not grabbing more food. <laughs> well, yeah, especially so, if there's leftovers. There was always leftovers, so you never had to. Well, do I take that last? You know, whatever. It's like no, there was never. There was never. You never got down to a last anything. That was good. Sounds like a nice place to visit. I thoroughly enjoyed my four years in, in Iowa. You were uh, in Cedar Rapids, correct? Cedar Falls, Waterloo Cedar Falls. Oh, Waterloo Cedar Falls, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, nice church. I just uh, had some good friends. Uh, it, was, it was lovely, uh, although it did get a little bit cold in the <clears> winter <throat> because... This cold? A, uh, yeah. I remember. Well, yeah, generally it, it would, for at least a couple of weeks, it would get at least this cold. I remember uh, one time it was like minus 30 air temperature and bad winds, because Iowa has a lot of winds, because it's flat. Right. There's nothing uh, stopping it. the polar it. vortex drops down one side of Minnesota into Iowa, goes across Iowa, and then goes back up the other side of Minnesota. Uh, occasionally, it'll cross the river and and hit our piece, our corner of uh, Wisconsin, but most of the time it it just goes across Iowa. So I got hit by that several times. Uh, like I said, minus thirty air temperature, minus eighty with wind chill. Not fun to be outside. I, I had a battery <clears throat> uh, fail to start my vehicle one time, and so uh, the the husband. 
at the Housewives board, and that uh, took me over to Sears and got me a Sears diehard battery. He said, there you go. You're, it'll never not start again after that. <laughs> so, yeah. so even in minus 80, I'd crank it and it'd start first time. Yeah, that's the one thing I need to do today is just go out and start the vehicle when it gets to the high of, I think, three above today. <laughs> Let it yeah. rip for five minutes and then turn it off just to make sure that... Warm everything through, make sure everything flows. Well, just yeah. make sure that escape still knows I love it. <laughs> we have the, the van in the garage, and I think the reason we do that is because we take the escape out and about, and being a lazy old guy as I am... Uh, this way, I don't have to move the the uh, the van out into the driveway or out into the street. Yeah. And one of these days, they will be picking up the snow along the street, and if the van is parked there, they don't do your. Yes. They will miss that part, and I would just as soon have them take all the snow. So as I back out, I can see if there's a car coming from the oh, east yes. or the west. Sometimes when they, they come from either direction, they forget about speed limits and that people can't see as they drive come out of their driveway. I had, um, you know, spoke with Alex about don't park right by the driveway, behind, or, you know, behind my driveway. So in case there's snow, I would hate to have my vehicle slide on the road and bump into somebody's nice car. Because yes. you don't have a lot of room. No, that is true. I think we're probably, well, you take both sides of the street, and I bet you there's three to four feet less street. Each side. Which, right, each which side. adds up. Yes. Really quickly, yes. Um, yeah, and there's a couple of streets by the one over by the middle school and the one over by St. Joe's where those streets have narrowed because of all of the snow <clears throat> plus and, they're older streets uh they're, they're older streets yes and there's a lot of people that apparently don't think real well when they're parking their cars and so the other the other day i was just able to get my bus through there was a car parked that they had a parking ticket on so the police had, had snagged them overnight they parked on the wrong side of the street and there were cars on the, the correct side of the street, and I had to try to wiggle my 40-foot-long uh, big yellow school bus through there, and I think I had about eight inches clearance on either side. Are you getting pretty good at that yellow bus driving stuff? Uh, yeah, so I was like, well, thankfully I've done this before, otherwise I'd be giving them a new racing stripe down the side. You know, I tell you what, I sure don't miss going down to the store on days like this. And what was even worse is one to two to three to four weeks later when I would get the utility bill. I'm thinking, my gosh, this is a house payment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no more worries with that. So anyway, with the weather coming up nicely, you know, one project I may end up doing is shoveling out the fire pit you know i was just saying to my wife the other day looking out over the, the backyards i can't see bill's fire pit i'm not sure where it is you know where it is now though because i put some le uh, some branches from an evergreen 
of oh, okay. our yeah, Christmas those are tree in on the, it. The, okay. Yes. They're only just poking out, though. Well, I put it on top because I could just see the ring of snow. It's maybe an inch higher. I'm trying to remember where it was. Yeah, okay. Just look for the black uh, steel Well, maybe you utensils. should do... Yeah, I, I saw those. Those are still there. Maybe you should get snow poles. Like, I, I put snow poles down the side of my driveway because I don't have the retaining walls like you do. Um, you should put some snow poles around the... Or at least one over by the fire pits. <laughs> well, then that would take away from the adventure. Oh, I suppose. Uh, one of my snow poles, the one down on the... Down the bottom... It's like less than six inches of it still poking up. <laughs> it's covered. It's, yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway, I guess we've discussed some of the boredom and some of the things we've done. Yes. Did we get that out of our system? <laughs> Not really, because there's a lot more things that a person can do. And, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to spring. Starting to think about germinating a couple plants. Lavender. Lavender Vera. There's, you know, I thought lavender plant was a lavender plant, but there's I, probably I there's 30 that. different lavenders that uh, grow into different areas. I like lavender. Yeah. Uh, my, my mother used to grow lavender. Don't they come from England? England and France? Um, I don't know. Or Mediterranean where they come area? From, but it's, it's very popular. It's not unusual to see lavender in. Fancy English gardens. Uh, my mother had some. Hers wasn't fancy, but she loved it, and so she. So we always had lavender and lupins. Um, I hope the lupins come up this year. This was the first year that they had been. Last year was the first year. Right. So they had to get settled in to their new home, and I'm sure that they'll be better this year. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, the other, your other plants are giving them a little bit of a run for their money. But I was trimming them back so they would get sun. Yes. Maybe, maybe you should have kind of put the lupins in front of them and then the other one. I, you know what? When I put that stuff in, I didn't know what was going to happen. Well, that's true. So you got to experiment the first time. Right. Well, and then I put a few more in and, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what we can see. But anyway. Should we wrap this one up? I think we should. I think everybody was full of knowledge of what it's like to live in Dodgeville, Wisconsin in sub 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 zero weather, yeah. Uh, so both below zero Celsius and below zero Fahrenheit. Yes. Would you call that multilingual? Um, sure. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. <laughs> so, with that, dear listener, I hope you're staying warm wherever you are, and we are out. <laughs>